Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I am Danielle Moody. I'm Wajahat Ali. And Wajahat, well, welcome to the hellscape that is America. Everything that we thought was just in theory that we'd lose Roe v. Wade because, you know, uh, I don't know, we believed, I guess, Brett Kavanaugh during his confirmation hearing, Lord knows why. Uh, we believed Amy Covid Barrett during her confirmation hearing, God knows why. We believed Neil Gorsuch during his confirmation hearing, where all of them said that Roe v. Wade was precedent. And apparently at that time, precedent actually matters. It doesn't seem to matter now after we have seen the draft decision penned by Justice Alito. What do you make of the pearl clutching that is happening at the hands of the Susan Collins of the world and the Lisa Murkowski's of the world who are saying, I just, I don't know how this could have happened. Ah, yes. The maidens of white supremacy clutching their white pearls, just feigning this type of shock and how it could happen that these Supreme Court justices who are handpicked by the Federalist Society, these right-wing hacks with, by this right-wing organization, organization, specifically vetted to do this job, have done the exact job that they were chosen to do. I think now, Danielle, I might actually take Republicans literally and seriously. How about you? I, I mean, I guess I had to wait until this. I, I mean, I, I guess it wasn't the insurrection that did it. It wasn't when Donald Trump said that there were good people on both sides. It, you know, wasn't when we heard the flip-flop tapes of Kevin McCarthy. It wasn't any of those things. I guess it's now. Now I have to understand that well, we're not, dealing no, with not, not now your father's this, Republican this Party. This is just a draft opinion that leaked. And the <sighs> most important thing that we have to talk about is the decorum. Because how mm. dare the decorum be breached? How dare somebody leak this? The leak is by far the biggest problem today, not the fact that Justice Alito, thanks to the right-wing majority court implemented by Republican presidents who did not receive the popular vote, have now, with the stroke of a pen, taken away 50 years of a constitutionally protected right uh, to uh, an abortion. And by the way, if you read the draft opinion, but I, of course, don't take it literally and seriously. Justice Alito, in his mental gymnastics and reasonings to undo this 50-year right, also says, hey, guess what? 
There's no right to abortion. It's an unenumerated right. You know what else is unenumerated in the Constitution? The right to contraceptives. You know what else is unenumerated? Making interracial marriage lawful. You know what else is uh, unenumerated? Um, oh, oh yeah, private schools, which they seem uh, so obsessed about. But you know what? It's okay. Don't take Republicans literally and seriously. In the opinion, they said, Justice Alito said, this only deals with abortion. It doesn't deal with any other unenumerated rights. And we had, of course, Senator Marsha Blackburn during the confirmation hearing of Judge Jackson say, I think Griswold is unconstitutional. And Danielle, do you want to tell people what Griswold is all about? You need to tell people because you're the attorney. I only play one on television. <laughs> Griswold versus Connecticut is the hallmark 1965 Supreme Court case that gave us the right to privacy. Specifically, married couples have the right to use contraceptives. And then a few years later, another Supreme Court case came out that gave unmarried folks the right to use contraceptives. So Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, I want to repeat this, during the confirmation hearing of Justice Jackson, said that she believes that Griswold, that gave you all the right to use contraceptives, is unconstitutional. And then Senator Mike Braun also took it a step further and said, yep, I agree that Griswold is unconstitutional. I also think Loving v. Virginia is unconstitutional, and that should be pushed to the states. you, You don't have to be a lawyer to tell the folks what what happened as a result of loving me, Virginia, something small. Oh, I don't know that my parents right now are married because oh, so they're inter- because Look at they're because they're an interracial <laughs> couple. Um, you know what? What I find really telling about all of this, Waj, is just how. Oh, I don't know. Feckless the fucking Democratic Party is, and why mm. do I say that? Oh, because Republicans have been doing the grassroots work at the state and local level on abortion for 50 years. Yep. This is not something that they up and decided to do under Trump. It is not something that they up and decided to do in the last couple of years. This is something that they have been aggressively working at for five decades. Now, the thing that they are saying very much out loud, which is not the quiet part, is that this abortion case is not where they end. It is where they start. So by virtue of Alito signaling that these things are not enumerated, they're not rooted in, quote, deep American history, right? They're not foundational to America. Well, who is it that gets to decide what is and is not foundationally rooted in America? A bunch of white men that get to decide that? Uh, The six to three court that gets to decide that same-sex marriage is not a part of the fabric of the United States, that interracial marriage is not a fabric or a part of the United States. And what is troubling me is that there has been no plan or strategy put in place by the Democratic Party other than for them to send out a bunch of fucking fundraising emails that I got in my email, uh, in my inbox, and text messages to tell me that I need to give them more money because they couldn't do enough with the money and the voting that we did in a pandemic. Yeah, you have every right to be angry. Look, uh, let's keep it real. Let's bring out the receipts. RBG, we love her, but RBG should have retired. Democrats begged her to retire. She didn't retire. This was when she was going to the hospital all the time. But then, you know, there was videos of her like being released, doing her pushups and her dumbbells. And they're like, "Uh, I think you should retire because you might die. And she did pass away. And then who'd we get instead? 
the anti-RBG, uh, you know, handmade Barrett. Uh, what we also have is this remarkable, not just the 40-year, 50-year process where it was deliberately, they're chiseling away, right, to create this type of minority rule through the courts. And what we mean by that is you can undo popular majoritarian policies through the Supreme Court now. I'll give you an example. They tried to do it through the Affordable Care Act. They're like, all right, Obama got the popular vote. Obama put through uh, uh, ACA. Guess what? We got the courts. We got this. We have a 5-4 majority. And Justice Roberts, at the end, is the one who actually saved what? Obamacare. And when it came mm -hmm. to the Senate, it was McCain who saved Obamacare. But basically, mm -hmm. that's the strategy, is that whatever popular legislation you have, will undo it through the courts. Uh, established president will undo it through the courts, which is why Mitch McConnell and Republicans with surgical precision decided that we're going to get the federal courts, the Supreme courts, the local courts, and we, we're going to have minority rule. What are you going to do about it in your face? Oh, what are you going to do about it? Oh, I don't know. Cause all of those things to me spell revolution, mm. right? They, the only way that apartheid governments have ever been over, have ever dissolved is not through an election process because they control all the mechanisms and power. It comes through acts of revolt, yeah. right? And so if you are putting in place all of the mechanisms to strip away constitutional rights and you're going to go with what you believe to be low-hanging fruit, and then you are going to continue to pick greedily from that tree that we call our freedom and our democracy, you provide the people with no choice. Right. And this is the thing that I want folks to understand is that I don't ever advocate for violence, but you're setting up a situation where you're making violence the only choice. And the other thing that I also want to lift up as well is that we've talked about Marjorie Taylor Greene several times on this show. And I want to point to the things that Marjorie Taylor Greene has said in the last couple of weeks about Satan taking control, right? About Satan and about how evil Nancy Pelosi is, how evil the Democrats are. These are the descendants of people who are able to weaponize the Bible as a means to perpetuate the slave trade for 400 years in this country. When you set a, 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 a conversation, couch it around language that is pinning religious fundamentalists against people who think differently from them. What do you think that the, that the decision is going to be that we're going to need to use force in order to get these people to submit to our will, to submit to our God, right? Or because else. by, because by doing so, by acting in opposition to our political might and force, you are going against the will of God. Right. And that, I mean, this, when we talk about these people, I want us to showcase the seriousness with the language that they are using and what they are signaling to their base. From the New Yorker staff writer, Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions, questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. 
Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. They want violence, right? Because they're armed to the teeth and they're like, okay, bring it. We got the guns. And we believe that violence is necessary in order to purify this country of the filth and the sin and the mark of the beast. And we're going to make sure that the deep state does not infiltrate this democracy and they will not replace us. The invaders will not replace us. And if so, we if we have to use violence to protect our children from becoming indoctrinated in the sex cult run by liberals, then we have to use violence to protect our unborn kids, then we will use violence. And that is the next step. And I don't think people are really, you know, it's one of the situations, Danielle, where when this happened, I had pitched an article last week, last week before the, we, we, we didn't know about this. We found out about this on Monday night, right? The, this, mm-hmm, this historic mm-hmm. leak last week, I pitched an article. I said, listen, I believe Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade uh, in June when they're going to hear this Mississippi case. And I'm pitching you an article about what comes next. And so I was sitting down on Monday writing that article and this happened. And, you know, on this show, it gives us no joy to be like we were right. We took Republicans literally and seriously. We've been calling it out. We've been connecting the dots. We're not cynics. We're not nihilists. We're not apathetic. When we see the comet in the sky, we call out the comet. What we're trying to do is, hey, first and foremost, you have to acknowledge the comet coming, and then you have to prepare for it. This was a comet that's been 40, 50 years coming. In fact, I would take it back to 1954 with Brown versus Board of Education. They're literally telling you the strategy. They're telling you in the Supreme Court decision, if you read it, Alito's language, what's up next? You know, Blackburn told you, Cornyn told you when it came to marriage and marriage equality. Cornyn, the senator from Texas, is openly saying, you know what? I got problems with uh, Obergefell, right? Uh, And Mm -hmm. Justice Alito, by the way, in a uh, 2020 Federalist dinner, in a very political speech, guess what he's also against? And want to take a guess? Marriage equality. Right. He says, we, the straight married folks, are the real victims because you can't even say that you're against gay marriage because that makes you a bigot. So suppose a case snakes up through the court, right? targeting marriage equality or even targeting Lawrence. Lawrence was a case that pretty much decriminalized gay mm-hmm. sex, male yep. sex. Like, like yep. they called it sodomy back in the day. People mm-hmm. forget this. What's going to happen with up. the Supreme he Court? He brought it up. And the, he brought it up. Alito, you know, like this, this is the thing that I'm saying to folks and this very tepid response from Democrats, like we're going to continue fighting and we, you know, and elections have consequences. And I'm saying to myself, 
We voted. Right. Like you continue to say that elections have consequences as if a majority of Americans stayed home in 2020. And that is not the case. And when you have these people saying to you that who is up on their agenda they they showed us with the don't say gay bills. They showed us in Texas with abortion where all of this is headed. Right. And it does not stop there because in order to actualize their Christian fundamentalist dreams, then they need to excise the rest of us right? Then they will come for the Muslim community. Then they will come for the Jewish community. Then they will come for anything. And everyone who is antithetical to that will be considered evil, right? Will be considered an enemy of the state. So think about this. Folks, go back to that 1990s movie, right? Will Smith, Gene Hackman, enemy of the state. Those that are in power get to dictate and decide who that enemy is. So you have McCarthy and McConnell back with the gavel in their hand. You have a stolen election in 2024 with a, with a Republican president, say it's DeSantis, say it's Trump. What do you think that they're going to do? Right. Like it is not about the will of the people. And every single time that I hear a Democrat talk to me about voting, I'm like, that is not the only strategy. It can't be because voting doesn't matter when you are picking and choosing fraudulent electors. Voting doesn't even matter when you don't have voting rights. And so what Democrats are saying is we got to codify Roe v. Wade into law. Okay, so how do you do that? Well, you need the votes. Well, you don't have the votes, but you have the majority. Okay, so then how do we translate the 50 votes in the Senate to actually get a majority to codify Roe v. Wade? You have to kill the filibuster, a relic of Jim Crow used historically by, well, modern days by Republicans to advance regressive measures, oftentimes to keep people of color in chains or subordinated. So what does Joe Manchin say? Once he sees this... uh, Alito case. No, 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 we need the filibuster. So when you have white moderates like Manchin and Cinema keeping the filibuster, which prevents voting rights, when you see the fact that you have a Supreme Court run by right-wing extremists, when you have state legislatures now being run by right-wing extremists, when you have school boards and medical boards and city councils mm. increasingly mm. being purged and run by right-wing extremists, when you read the January 6th uh, you know, legal memo, the coup written by John Eastman, who, by the way, has doubled down on the coup. And they're openly saying, yep, we're still going to do this. And you got folks like David Perdue, who's running uh, to be governor of uh, uh, Georgia, who's more extreme now than Brian Kemp, you know, using the first 25 minutes of their debate saying, uh, by the way, Donald Trump won the election. What happens when you have the president who say DeSantis or Trump, you have the courts beholden to right-wing extremist ideology. You have the senators who are, have the right-wing majority. You have a house with the right-wing majority. And you have the state legislatures with a right-wing majority. What happens? Democracy ends. You have minority rule. The will of the majority is now nullified. Because according to the coup memo, what they'll do is the following. We're never going to give up Arizona and Georgia again. You know How? We're simply going to reject the electors of the popular will. We're just going re- to reject them. We're going to say it's voter fraud. We're going to reject you. And we're going to install our own electors who, by the way, are all Republicans who are going to vote for the Republican president. So the Supreme Court has lost its legitimacy with this ruling. Congress is going to lose its legitimacy. And the presidency is going to lose its legitimacy. What happens to a democracy? 
We're a banana republic. I mean, this, but this is the thing that we are pretty much a banana republic right now, because while we still have power, where are the cases that are being brought against all of the people that you just named? Mm. Where are the cases against Donald Trump? Where is the indictment against this man who we have more evidence, my God, more evidence than we've ever had against anyone, right? Including Nixon and Watergate that show exactly what Donald Trump was doing as he was leading up into the election, what he did after the election and what he continues to do now and nothing has been done. So when you have evidence that is mounted in front of you and you decide inaction is your only course, then what you have told to the people is that you have already given up. Yeah, well, right? that's what the, the, that's what the Democrats the, have signaled. They, they have already given up. They're already talking about, oh, well, in 2024. Don't talk to me about 2024 when 2022 is in six months. And you have a Republican Party that for the first time in 50 years is getting ready to strip a constitutionally protected right. And then you want to tell me that that's not what you're going to run on. You're going to run on fucking kitchen table topics. Tell me how the fuck we talk about kitchen table issues, right? When the rest of us are going to be sitting in bread lines, sitting in political prisons, like with millions of children attached to us and not the ability to take care of them. How can is this any more than it? Can you please not kill us, Republicans? Can you be nice to us, please? Can you give us some breadcrumbs? Bread. Yeah, I feel like we are literally living an Oliver Twist and we're telling the American people, oh, the only thing that's important here is the economy. The economy doesn't matter when you're living in an authoritarian regime. Look at the people in Russia right now. Look at all of the sanctions that are being waged against those people in order to stop Putin's war in Ukraine, Right. They have high unemployment rates, yeah. high health issues, all of these, all of these things that are, will be ramped up. But they okay, want but to talk about kitchen table issues with a party that is trying to overthrow the government. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. Healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. And candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, you know, I was talking to someone else earlier today. It goes back to the just the fundamental weakness of how the de Democrats are constructed. They, they, It's an old guard. Who are their leaders? Pelosi, Schumer, okay? Even Biden, to an extent, I'm sorry. They live in the 1985 version of bipartisanship where they're all buddies with these folks they are all white. They have white, rich donors, the carvels of the world who let's be honest, they're not fans of wokeism and wokeism to them is the blacks and the browns and the darkies and the gays and the feminists, right? They're not fans of us. They have to tolerate us. 
And they have all these consultants who come from that world who say, hey, 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 what you really have to center is whiteness. You really need to win over Chet and Brett. And by the way, we've conceded in 1992. We've conceded that we can never win the culture wars. So we're not even going to fight. And I think I've said this before on the show, but I just want to give an example of this. People might say, oh, which you're being too snarky. I want to remind you that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats initially did not want to impeach Donald Trump. They were forced yeah. to impeach him. I want to remind everybody just a couple of weeks ago that the Democratic strategist said that they were going to ignore the QAnon pedophilia smearing. They were just going to ignore it. I want to remind you that yep, keep that talking about Virginia, so well. that they were going to ignore the CRT smear and they kept ignoring it and they lost. And finally, what we've seen recently is Mallory McMorrow, who is that state senator from Michigan, responded and affirmed her value and fought back with the message. Elizabeth Warren. Just a couple of days ago showed, no, yesterday, in fact, showed a righteous fury and rage, met the people, was shaking with rage and gave a message. And then we also saw a Democrat pick up uh, 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 a seat in a Republican district because she uh, actually fought back and actually called the Republicans extremists. So you finally see three women in particular <laughs> say enough is enough and you actually have to fight back. You can fight back. You can call it the uh, Republican extremists. You can fight and win on the culture war and be proactive with your message. But Democrats fight from their knees. They're so terrified of their own shadow. They concede everything. And I keep saying on the culture war, when it comes to Roe v. Wade, this is a moment where you can galvanize the public. of this country does not want to overturn Roe v. Wade. 70%. If I were you, I would line it up, line it up for the next two weeks and be like, yo, we're for women's rights. We want to protect Roe v. Wade. Challenge us on that, Republicans. Let's talk about the culture war. Boom. Here's my bazooka, Roe v. Wade. And what have we heard? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, because they're going to stick to kitchen table topics. They're going to talk about the economy. Infrastructure. They're going to talk about the infrastructure, Build Back Better, that is never going to pass because Joe Manchin has signaled already again for the 19th time that he does not want Build Back Better to happen. Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. And frankly, I'm fucking tired of crawling because they're refusing to stand. And I think that where we are going to get to is a situation where people not only opt out, but are going to, (laughs) we're forcing people into a corner. Mm. When you realize that everything is on the table, that every right that you have came down through the courts and the picture that you painted, Waj, earlier of a Republican president, a Republican legislature, a Republican, you know, uh, uh, electors, everything run up and down. All I keep thinking about is apartheid in South Africa. All I keep thinking about is like, you cannot contain a country that way. Especially not America. You cannot contain peace that way. You can't. And I also, with just a couple of minutes that we have, what do you think, Watch, is the signal that America is sending to the rest of the world as we are getting ready to rescind a 50-year right that women have had? We have been the leader. Mm. about of of gender equity uh, uh, of of freedom all systems go on white christian nationalism united states joins three other countries backsliding democracies to restrict abortion as about 58 other countries have expanded it so we are regressing to the 1950s y'all are moving forward but guess what we'll have white christian rule and we still are the biggest 
elephant in the room. So we'll do what we want, and we're going to empower fellow autocrats and misogynists like in Hungary, in Poland, in Russia, and this will be the new world order. Minority rule by and for white Christian nationalists. Join us. I mean, watch what, you know, I, I, I don't want to end the show with, with uh, a lack of hope, which is how I'm feeling, because I'm telling you that when the news broke, I was in tears mm. because I said, because I knew that this was just the beginning, um, because I know at a, as, that at some point in time, we're all going to be forced to make decisions that we never thought that we would be forced to make. You know, so what 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 can people who feel powerless do in this moment? Now it's clear. It's out in the open. It's in the opinion. They're overturning a 50-year constitutionally protected right, uh, a, a protected right for women to have an abortion. They're signaled they're coming after contraceptives. They're signaling they're coming after right to privacy. They're signaling that they hate Muslims and black folks. It's there. Now you're at least aware. You have to acknowledge it, but we have the majority, and the majority now finally has to flex. Do not cede a single centimeter. Do not cede a single election from a local level on up. Local, local, local. I'll end it on this. I was talking to someone who interviewed Steve Bannon earlier, and you know on this show I've oftentimes talked about how they're coming after the school boards, they're coming after the medical boards. Steve Bannon admitted it. He goes, yep. For the 2024 election, we're taking over the school boards and the medical boards. So for those of you who feel disempowered in your local level, in your city, run for school boards. And if you already have the majority, stay there. Do not let them intimidate you. We have the majority. We have the numbers. We can fight back, but we have to use our voices. And we have to actually be in the streets. And we actually have to mobilize. I've said it before. I'll say it again. A flabby, moderate majority will be carved like butter with a small, zealous, activist minority. And that's what the Republicans are. But we have the numbers. Are we going to flex? If we don't flex, we're done. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I am Danielle Moody. I'm Ajat Lee. And God willing, we will be back next week. But, you know, here's hoping, folks. <laughs> <laughs>